Hello, this is Helen Jones and Cynthia White, and we're coming to you today for our first podcast on Small Steps to Health and Wealth. There are many similarities in health and wealth which people are not aware. Health and wealth are both important resources for living a happy and successful life. People in poor health often die young and spend thousands of dollars that could have been vested on health care costs. On the other hand, those who practice recommended health behaviors are more likely to exceed average life expectancy and need a large nest egg to ensure that they do not outlive their assets. Health and personal finances are both closely associated with happiness. Studies indicate that happier people are are happier when they are healthy, employed, married, or in a long-term committed relationship and financially secure. Today, we're going to start talking about the 20 similarities between health and financial issues. These common characteristics support the premise that the same behavior change strategies can be used to improve one's health or personal financial situations, or both. So the first one that we're going to talk about today, Cynthia, is problems develop gradually. Weight problems usually develop gradually, such as gaining three to five pounds a year due to increasingly sedentary lifestyles and larger food portion sizes. Because you know the food industry, when you go out to eat, they always give you more than a portion size. So according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture surveys, the calorie intake of American adults has risen from 1,854 to 2,002 calories per day over the past 20 years. This is a 148 calories per day increase, which equals a weight gain of about 15 pounds per year, and that's a lot of weight in one year. Americans are simply consuming too many calories in relation to their level of physical activity. Comparable financial examples are permadebt, which is extremely high revolving, consistently high revolving credit card debts. Um, An increasingly higher interest and fees come with those outstanding balances. Credit card issuers usually charge routinely limit of fees for over the credit limits, which are normally around $29 to $39 for each billing period where a cardholder exceeds or, or, or over their maximum credit limit. Another common practice today that exasperates household debt is penalty APRs that are charged when a trigger event occurs. So common triggers include like late payments, exceeding that maximum credit limit, um, evidence of financial difficulty, even with another credit creditor or a credit card holder's reports, um, when a penalty APR is triggered, relatively small credit problems can mushroom into very large problems very quickly. And when those APR rates go up, can they call that company and see if they can get it down? Um, that is always a possibility to try to work out some type of arrangements. Communication is the key. Okay, the second um problem we're going to talk about today is the less stigma due to increased frequency. With almost two-thirds of Americans having weight issues and well over one million bankruptcies filed annually by consumers for almost a decade, health and financial problems have gone mainstream and are more tolerated, if not accepted, by society. When many people are doing the same thing or have the same characteristic, it's hard to view them as abnormal. 
A factor related to both health and financial problems is the increasing number of people who lack health insurance. About half of those people who file bankruptcy report that medical debt is a problem. Medical debt typically has fewer stigmas than other credit card purchases. The number of people without health insurance is also a big factor for inadequate medical care. Some people forego health care because of existing medical debts and the high out-of-pocket expenses. And that's why it's a relationship between health and wealth. Because if you don't have the money, then you're going to have a tendency to maybe eat a little bit more than what you really need. The third uh, issue is impacts your job productivity and discrimination. Overweight and unhealthy people often have a difficult time getting hired, and some may have difficulty performing the duties associated with their job. All things being equal, employers generally prefer to hire thin, attractive workers who they perceive to be more productive, better able to interact with customers, and or be less likely to become ill or injured and require medical care. Studies by the Bureau of Economic Research indicated that the earnings of overweight and obese women are impacted negatively by their appearance. Personal finance problems also affect job productivity. One widely quoted study by Garmin estimated that 15% of workers have financial problems such as high credit card debt that negatively impact their job performance. There's also another direct link between personal finances and one's ability to land a job. Many employers today check credit scores of potential employees, just as creditors, landlords, and auto insurance insurance companies. Credit scores are in fact a type of character reference and past blemishes like charge-off debts and collection items can prevent someone from actually getting hired. And the next thing that's associated with health and wealth, uh, the fourth one that we're going to talk about today is lots of technical jargon. And I know with medical terms and directions, when you go to the doctor, sometimes you don't, he don't actually sit there and explain to you. But, you know, you have to really do your research. When, you, when they tell you something is wrong, look it up and find out what's, you know, what it is and what it means. Uh, a 2004 Institute of Medicine study found that nearly half of American adults have higher risk of health problems due to trouble following instructions on their drug labels, uh, interpreting medical consent forms, and just understanding a doctor's instructions. So like I was saying earlier, if you can't talk to your doctor when you go to your pharmacist, they have a little window over there. Go over there and ask them, what does this mean? You know, And that way you'll know how to take care of yourself. And the same thing goes with finances. Um, some of the financial terms and acronyms are a little difficult to understand if that is some, isn't something that you deal with on a regular basis. Comprehending investment terms um, and often the language of personal finance is sometimes a challenge. Acronyms like RIT, Real Estate Investment Trust, and NAV, Net Asset Value, are terms that are used with mutual funds, but they can seem like foreign language when someone doesn't deal with those on a normal, a regular basis. Both personal finance and health information often contain, contains contradictory expert opinions or research results, which make it difficult for lay audiences or regular, normal, everyday people to know how to interpret or use those conflicting findings. 
Okay, another uh, issue, the number five, is the need for programs in schools and work sites. Much has been written about poor school lunch choices and children's lack of adequate exercise and financial illiteracy. Not surprisingly, because uh, I guess it's been about 15 years ago, they took out uh, physical education out of the school system, and kids, uh, then they eventually put it back, but they're not out there. You know, children need at least 60 minutes of exercise a day, but they only get what, like maybe 20 minutes. So lack of that adequate exercise need to be put back into the school systems. Not surprisingly, some schools have started, like I said, to implement or reinstate physical education and personal finance programs and are reporting positive behavior changes as a result. And many more schools, however, need to offer these programs. And just as children can be reached with health and personal finance programs at school, Employer-sponsored programs can also enhance adults' knowledge and prompt behavioral changes as well. Some of those examples could be health initiatives that a company could include, maybe a gym or exercise program, um, healthy vending machines or cafeteria options, even provide some health screenings. Okay. And I know here in uh, Alabama Extension, we have uh, some of the 4-H agents do the, it used to be called reality check. And so now it's um, Your Money, Your Life. Your Money, Your Life. So that's another program that can be done here, you know, in the state of Alabama. Um, The other issue, number six, is people fear drastic changes in large numbers. Many people believe they must make major lifestyle changes to be healthy and wealthy. So instead, they freeze and do nothing. A 2004 U.S. Department of Health and Human Service press release allude to the importance of just getting started. America needs to get healthier one small step at a time. Each small step does make a difference, whether it's take, taking the stairs instead of the elevator or snacking on fruits and vegetables instead of greasy chips or sugary foods. The more steps we can take, the further down the road we will be toward better health for ourselves and for our families. Similarly, some people fear never having enough money to save for retirement or never having enough money actually just to start the saving itself um, because they've seen the gloomy reports about unprepared retirees needing seven-figure sums. However, any type of positive change, regardless of whether it's that what we recommend the three months salary or three months of expenses, start somewhere. It's better to start even if it's a a dollar a week, even if it's $5 a month, just starting with a little bit and being consistent with that just helps small steps. Yeah. So the trick is just to get started. Exactly. Yes. And today I did. I parked way over in the library to get here to the studio. And and even today, (laughs) coming down to the studio, I took the stairs. That was a movement for me. (laughs) Okay. Number seven, one of the uh, issues that health and wealth together is need for more point of purchase information. Unlabeled food items like restaurant meals are a challenge for people watching their weight. But back, uh, we now in 2016, all restaurants now have the labels on all the food items that you uh, there to buy. It lets you know how many calories is in each one of the uh, items that's listed on their menus. Uh, and we also have nutrition labels to look up food items. And even if you, uh, before you go to a restaurant, you can go to the website and you can actually look up 
the uh, the restaurant menu and find out how many calories they are even before you go in to purchase. Um, a financial example of needed point of purchase information is the repayment time and interest cost of a credit card balance where only minimum monthly payments are made. There are credit counseling agencies and personal finance magazines that have online calculators to help you look at that total repayment time and interest cost of making those minimum payments. Um, the amount saved by paying more than that minimum payment amount is major if you could actually look at that and take a time to take take a look at that you would really be surprised at how astronomical that amount is um Small Steps to Health and Wealth Resources, they have a list of websites. You can go online and that'll give you a list of websites that you can use to check that out. Okay, another issue that Health and Wealth have together is number eight, advice needs to be realistic. A recent Wall Street Journal article questioned whether government nutrition guidelines are out of touch with the way Americans actually eat. Specifically, it asks whether most Americans' households are able to consume the recommended amount of seafood due to time and money constraints. And they did that for 2018. Uh, they changed the, the guidelines where people now when they read the food labels, they have a, a column that says what you actually eat, the calories, and they're making the numbers bigger, too, for people to see. Um, this same type of reality test also is kind of back to what we were talking about just a moment ago. Um, it's needed for the ideal financial advice. It's widely ignored because people feel that it's just unrealistic to save that 10% of their gross income. So it's far better to just start with something small, 3%, 5%, and gradually increase till you get to that point. Gradually and get to the point where you can have that emergency fund saved with those three months of expenses. Um, just kind of ramp up to those recommended guidelines, and that's okay. It's acceptable to do that. Okay, number nine, one of the issues that health and wealth have together is a lack of limits causes problems. Studies have shown that when people are served more food, they eat more food. And that's why I tell people that when you put food on your plate, don't let your food touch each other. If it's touching, that's more than a serving size. Because you don't want to put too much. Because people used to say, you got to eat everything on your plate. Like when I was growing up, my parents said, you, you got to eat everything on your plate. Because it's people in other worlds that don't have food to eat. So upgrading to larger si serving size, you know, they used to have the super size. And they still do at some of the, uh, the uh, fast food restaurants. And then say do you want to get a large or a medium don't ask for the large just say the medium because you got to think about your health often increasing food price modestly but substantially increases your calorie and your fat content and just the same financial example um, for consumers would be extending a higher credit line on a credit card sometimes most times the higher your credit limit the more you're going to charge and that works where you notice if you're paying your credit card debt and you're paying good, you're paying it down, then all of a sudden they increase your credit your, your credit limit. So they increase that limit and then you're going to spend more. So I know say, they'll send you a letter. They'll say, oh, good news, your limit has been increased. <laughs> oh, really not good news. That's not good news. <laughs> 
Okay. Um, number 10, one of the other issues of health and wealth together is restrictions help avoid problems. Some people find it helpful to lose weight by eating portion-controlled foods. Uh, example, convenience food, entrees, and nutritional diet drinks that contain nutrition labels and calorie counts. A buffet meal, on the other hand, with no portion controls or point-of-use calorie information can make weight loss very difficult. So if you are trying to lose weight, you want to stay away from the buffets. Okay. Um, an example of a financial restriction is a fixed rate loan with a defined balance and regular monthly payments instead of an open-ended home equity credit line or a credit card balance. Two other common financial restriction strategies are having tax-deferred retirement plan savings automatically deducted from pay and automated investment plan deposits for investments such as stock and mutual funds. Kind of if you know that it's just going to automatically happen, you don't have to think about it, then you're more likely to just be consistent with it and not kind of waver on actually doing it. Number 11 um, is drastic solutions have major drawbacks. There is no easy way to lose weight accumulate wealth or just dig yourself out of debt. Rather, it generally takes discipline, uh, perseverance, and it takes time. Um, you know, a lot of people have liposuction and gastric bypass surgery that can reduce weight quickly, and television makeover shows it have made it seem easy, but there are some risks associated with any surgical procedure, including you know, death. So you, I t uh, when I talk to people or are doing programs, I say you don't want to do anything real fast. You want to make a complete healthy lifestyle change. So you want to take your time because you didn't really gain that, those 15 pounds that I talk, talked about earlier. You didn't gain it real fast. It just kind of sneaked up on you. So you want to actually just take your time. And, you know, maybe just start off say, well, I'm going to walk maybe two days a week. And then maybe after a month or two, you might increase it to three. So just take, and that's what this is, small steps to health and wealth. And just the same, an example of a drastic financial action is filing for bankruptcy. Yes, bankruptcy calls off those creditors and, you know, you have the protection of the automatic stay, but then you do have the downside. Bankruptcy will stay on a person's credit file for up to 10 years. So this can make obtaining future sources of credit a tad bit difficult and expensive because while you do have those people that will work with you with bankruptcy or in spite of the bankruptcy on the credit, it is going to cost a little bit more. Actually, I'm, I'm saying a little bit, it is going to cost a lot more a lot because more. those those extra fees and interest rates are going to be a, a little bit high. Okay. Um, and they also can possibly result in employment loss or housing opportunities are not necessarily lost, but maybe deterring or preventing you from getting or, yes, entering into different employment areas or securing housing. But when you do the bankruptcy, you say it stays on your file for 10 years. Now, after those 10 years, is everything clear? Then that person can go out and just build their credit back up or will it always be back there hidden somewhere? Well, it does. After the 10 years, it does fall off, but it does take a couple years to rebuild the credit. There are people that exactly, you know, like we were talking about before, they will extend credit offers, but there are higher interest rates right. associated with that. Okay. Um, number 12 is good health and wealth are related to people investing their health 
through healthy lifestyle lifestyle choices, for example, exercise, just like they invest in wealth building assets such as stock or a college education. Good health has been shown to be a major factor in the accumulation of household wealth. Healthy people are often more productive. They have fewer absences and earn higher incomes, have fewer medical bills to erode wealth, and live long enough to collect contributions to Social Security and an employer pension, if any. Higher productivity comes with fewer work absences. Maintaining adequate health enables you to decrease the amount of time off and decreasing those absences improves your job performance on the job because you have less days away from the job. Um, lower medical expenses to erode wealth, medical bills place increased amounts of stress and pressure on individuals as they assess the financial effects on their household from that additional expense. That stress increases health stress, which is a direct connection. Live long enough to collect Social Security benefit. Decreased health concerns prolongs life enabling you to reach that age for the Social Security benefit. And then the last one that we're going to talk about today is number 13, longevity concerns. Healthy people need more money. Uh, people who practice healthy behaviors such as not smoking, exercising regular, and eating at least five fruits and vegetable servings daily decrease their risk of dying prematurely. They also need to accumulate adequate wealth so they don't outlive their assets. Um, Stated another way, the price of better health is the need for increased wealth. Not surprisingly, financial planners whose clients tend to practice healthy habits and have good incomes and medical insurance benefits often run retirement saving calculations out to above average life expectancies such as 90 to 95. Nobody wants to be that financial planner of a client who runs out of money in their 80s. (laughs) You know, the quality of later life is also very important and improved by healthier lifestyle choices. Now you've learned that issues generally develop slowly and take time to address. Also that a lack of limits can cause problems and restrictions help avoid them. Be sure to tune in to our next podcast on small steps to health and wealth. This podcast is brought to you by the Alabama Cooperative Extension System.